Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. Today's news from Royal Helium, I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost too good to believe. So Andrew Davidson, CEO and chairman, is on with us. As you know, Royal Helium trades on the venture under RHC. Look, uh, and a lot of you are going to be new to this story because this news is attracting a lot of attention. If you think about balloons and blimps and think about helium use, uh, helium uses, I wouldn't blame you, but you'd also be missing out on a way bigger picture. Uh, helium is a high-tech gas with many uses in high-tech critical applications, medical applications, MRI magnets, airbags, hard drives, chips and electronics, cleaning rocket fuel tanks, okay? It's got many high-tech uses. That's leading to supply problems. Why? Because demand from these... Uh, are making it a high price commodity with prices continuing to rise. It's just outpacing supply. Saskatchewan is one of the only places on earth with current and past producing, uh, past production of primary helium. That's where Royal Helium comes into play because they're one of the largest landholders that are searching for helium. Their aim is to deliver a minimum of a trillion cubic feet of total inert gas into the market. Uh, but ye yesterday's press release, May almost get them there. Here's the headline. Royal Helium announces large helium discovery at Climax 2 and 3 and to begin production planning for Climax 1. Andy, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. There are some very big numbers in this press release mm -hmm. and some very big quotes. And I want to start off by your quote. Once the production methodology is determined, it has a potential to be one of the largest helium discoveries in Saskatchewan history. Yeah. Try and put into perspective for everybody at home, especially for the layman, how big is this and were you guys expecting it? Sure. I mean, the, it's tough to relate size uh, on this scale, but, uh, you know, the zone that we're talking about, uh, which, by the way, was not expected. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. It's 39 uh, contiguous meters in, in height. So, you know, think that a... 120 feet. Well, yeah, I would say that. Continuous zone. And, and it's not it's not like we tested, um, you know, a portion of this and are extrapolating it across the remaining zone. We've opened up 39 straight meters of this well and tested it in every one of those meters. And uh, it's returned the same uh, result, virtually, virtually identical, top to bottom. And, uh, and we have not extrapolated that results any further. I mean, the, the zone itself is 100 meters thick. Uh, we've tested 39 meters, and that's what these numbers are based off of. And if you missed it, I mean, we're talking about 6 billion cubic feet of helium in place. Uh, it, it's enormous, and that, that resource covers uh, a deposit of about 12 square miles. Yeah. And to put that in perspective, your competitors, you've got 39 meters. What's a good competitor's size? You know, uh, you know, a world-class well, which is sort of what we've been targeting in our more conventional holes, uh, is you know, a five-meter zone would be fantastic. Anything, and you see anywhere from from half a meter to five meters uh, are, are terrific zones. Uh, this is just uh, far bigger than we ever could have expected, frankly. Uh, and and I want to want to make a pretty important point here, which is. We were not targeting this. This zone is previously unmapped in our area. We found it and, uh, and tested it and it's charged. The zones we were going after are further up hole and they're all there. 
and they all contain elevated levels of helium in them as well. And those results are not included in the number I said a moment ago. Those are all extra on top of the 6 billion cubic feet we announced yesterday. When you saw that, when you guys saw that number come in, what was the reaction, you know, internally? Well, <laughs> it was a good day. I'll say, I'll say that. I mean, uh, we, we had to go back and obviously we rechecked everything to make sure it was correct. The numbers came to us from, from our geophysicists in terms of uh, the, the scale of, uh, of the pool we drilled into. And uh, we, we knew it was going to be big based on what we found, but this is, uh, uh, this is world-class. Uh, no two ways about it. And what people need to understand is, um, and I'm going to quote Stephen, your VP of Exploration says, when combined with a conventional production plan at Climax, the further development of the regolith has the ability to move Royal from a small explorer to a large producer in the relative near term. So you guys have enough. That's why the headline says to begin production planning. Yeah. This isn't the case of, hey, George, you got some good indicators. Looks good. We're going to do some more drilling, some more exploration, see what we got. You're ready to go to production. Yeah, we're going to we're going to turn these wells on or a couple of them anyway this year. That's still the target that we're that we're shooting for. So and th those wells are likely going to be uh, producing from the zones that we actually set out to find uh, uh, further uphold in the regular zone, which we've uh, which we've discovered. Um, if we get that opened up this year, I, you know, I'd be surprised. I think the timing's a bit tight on 2021 for the big zone, but it's not far off. I mean, we're not talking years. It's not a, it's not a gold project where you have to drill 200 holes. I mean, this is, uh, we're going to pop another hole in there. We're going to core it. We're going to analyze the formation, determine the best way to complete it. And then we're going to start producing it. That's, that's the way it works. And let's talk about the economics. As you and I discussed the economics of a well previously, and this is what I love about discovering Royal Helium because you're just learning all this new information. That's it's not so. Not that I need to tell you, but just I'm going to repeat it. About a million and a half dollars to drill and complete a well, mm -hmm. six month payback. Mm -hmm. Then you've got for about nine and a half years after you've got your six month payback of ballpark three million dollars per year in cash flow. So yeah, over, over the initial, you know, over the initial five years, that's the right number. It starts to decline a bit after five years, of course, right. but it, the numbers are quite large. And the beauty of that is uh, it lets you develop the, the rest of our field here without having to continually come back to market to raise money to drill more wells. Uh, they fund themselves. So you think about that. Every well we drill, drills two wells a year out of cash flow. So when you, when you do those numbers, the growth factor is, is pretty large. Uh, so you're going to go into production with, without this large zone. Yeah. This is not, this is from Climax One. Yeah. How many wells are you guys thinking that you want to have in production by the end of the year, by the end of the year? Well, end of this year, uh, hopefully two, uh, one for sure. And then uh, the second one will follow closely behind it. Uh, and, and we have some pretty, lofty plans here i mean uh, based on the results that we had from this program i've uh, got 15 new targets just on our climax project alone and i want to i want to make sure this is this is well understood this this six bcf number that we have uh, it, it covers 12 sections of land 12 square miles uh, we've got a million acres of land this is a small subset of one of our project areas 
Yeah, because your goal is one trillion cubic yeah. feet. This is six billion, which is yeah. a great start, which is a massive number. Yeah. But it's great that you you got that first start under your belt, right? Because now yeah. that gives you the credibility to say, yeah, we've got more land and we can we think we can get to a trillion cubic feet at some point, which is it's just mind blowing. I don't even it's know how a, to even talk. It's talk an enormous it. number, and it was a lofty goal, and and uh, to <laughs> to essentially be there right off the bat is really uh, it's beyond our expectations. And uh, but boy, oh boy, what a day! Um, given what you now know with this with this new zone, how do you accelerate production? Do you do you do you go out now and 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 do you have to raise some money or get into some royalty agreements or just grab some loans? Because I'm assuming you want to get those in production as soon as yeah. you want to get the new zone production as soon as yeah. possible. What does well, that look like? Well, I'll say this: we're going to steer clear of loans, um, you know, and until we have cash flow to support them anyway, which is uh, you know at least half a year off. A couple of options: one, some equity financing to drill a couple more wells. Getting them on involves uh, partnerships with uh, processing companies, and those discussions are ongoing with myself and, and these various companies. And that's just to get the processing facilities on site to, to start running the gas through. And uh, that's gonna happen, I think, relatively quickly. We're gonna make some news on that. And that's really the trigger point. Once that's announced, you can start the clock because that means the machinery is moving to site. And once it's there, we basically open the valve and let the gas flow. Do, do you now have visibility, enough visibility to kind of uh, to, to project not revenue, but how many wells you're going to do this year, obviously, but also 2022 and 2023 as a result of, of this find? Well, we can certainly project a, a maximum of known targets that we have. And I mean, like, as I mentioned, we, we've got 15 of them now, additional targets at Climax alone. And again, I want to make sure this is clear. The Climax project is 50,000 hectares in size. This is 15 drill targets into 3,000 of those hectares. It's enormous. Um, and then we want to go and expand over to the southeastern portion of the province with our Bengoff asset. We want to do three wells there. So that's that's 18 wells. Realistically, we'll probably do half of that this year, get those wells turned on, get them cash flowing, and then we can start drilling out of cash flow because we're talking about, you know, if we do 20 wells, $25 million, uh, I'm not going to raise that in the market at, uh, at our current prices. We need to raise a little bit of money, go drill a few more wells, get them all on production and let them fund the continual drilling. Right. But right. Uh, once we start on this uh, on this path of, of drilling and cash flowing, it's not going to stop for a long time, George. I mean, it's... Uh, it sounds like you go for a decade. It's just... Yeah, we have a lot of development acreage. And, and the beautiful thing about that is, you know, we're, we're, we're taking the exploration risk off. We've taken it off of Climax now, that's for sure. But uh, we're going to be a producing company that still has exploration upside, given the land package that we have. Every new drill we put in the ground has the potential to make a new discovery because of the, the diversity of our land holdings. That cash flow comes from, that very heavy, healthy cash flow comes from a market that is experiencing uh, supply problems because of demand. What's the state of the helium market since we last spoke? Is it is it maintaining its strength? Is it... Uh, you know, is it off a little and what what does it look like for the next 12 months yeah it's, it's maintaining its strength and, and really what we're seeing is is the world's pulling out of uh, of this uh, global pandemic and we're getting things back online the economies are picking up again any blip that we had in demand is is evaporating uh, and very very quickly 
the things that are coming online again that were offline, be it research facilities, et cetera. The, the demand for this is going right back up to where it was before and uh, the supply side hasn't changed. We have the ability to change that to some degree, but we're not going to even if, even if we bring on, you know, this entire regolithic formation and start producing uh, crazy amounts. It's not going to it's not going to upset the apple cart on demand. It's not like we're going to extract six BCF of gas tomorrow. Of course, it takes time to get it out. So um, the the economics haven't changed. I mean, the pricing hasn't changed. We've seen we've seen numbers in the market that are that are you know, wildly higher than the $300 US that, uh, that we consider as the benchmark. Uh, we're not, we're not adjusting our models for these wild spikes. We're keeping it consistent, being conservative and, and planning cash flow around that. What's the sales and marketing? So, you, you, you know, once you get this, this gas out, you've got it, you've got to sell it. Yep. Um, and a lot of people probably aren't familiar with how do you sell helium? You know, gold, yep. you can go sell it onto, uh, onto the, onto the market and away you go. Uh, how do you sell, how do you sell helium and how are you guys going to go about it? Well, helium is generally it's it's always sold not always generally sold as a bulk gas uh, to major industrial gas processing companies uh, like the Air Liquids or the Praxairs of the world. And so our our initial plan is to sell the the gas right at the wellhead so that uh, the the buyer takes possession of it immediately. They run it through their facility and they do with it what they see fit, and uh, that's fine with me because. I don't want to take on the marketing risk uh, or frankly, even the processing risk until we get to a critical mass of wells online. And then we become a big enough player that we can start to make our own name in the processing and marketing side. In the meantime, I want the predictability. I want the predictability of cash flows based on long-term contract pricing. And that gives us the ability to really and effectively plan forward how we're going to expand because our cash flows are going to be more or less known. What's the reaction been from the industry, if at all? And I know it might be early. It was just it was just yesterday, but has the phone rung from a couple of big <laughs> processors uh, saying, "Hey, we want some of that." <laughs> I've got a meeting with one of them today, so it's uh, it, it's been a great reaction. It's exactly as we saw it fit. I mean, we uh, you know we ended up releasing really really good news on a terrible market day, which is unfortunate. But uh, you know the market reacted well considering how down it was. Um, Lots and of one day doesn't matter because you're building a company yeah. here for the long yeah. term. This isn't a one day news release. This is a this is a company building find, which uh, moves a company from explorer to producer, and with virtual certainty. So, Andy, what's next? Uh, in addition to the the wells you want to bring on, uh, what what's next for you guys now? How does this how does this change things for you, if at all? Well, I mean, it certainly accelerates the the desire to move into uh, processing your own gas. That's for sure. I mean, when you're talking about volumes of this scale, um, mobile separation technology is probably not the right fit for something of this size. And so we end up looking into things like our neighbors, North American Helium, have done, where they've 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 built their own facility and are processing their own gas. Once we unlock this regular zone, we're going to be moving into that, I think, sooner rather than later, um, which has some pretty big benefits on pricing. It brings in the higher pricing. You know, I was about to ask you, what's the margin yeah. improvement that you get? Uh, yeah, you know, it's when, when you get into the processing your own gas, controlling the sales function that you get into these higher prices, be it four or five, 600 per MCF. Um, but you need to have the consistent 
gas flows to justify it. So we need to prove that up and then move into that. It's, it's almost it's almost a separate line of business, George. Um, yep, yep. It's a value add, right? It's yep. value, you're, you're moving down the chain out of, out yep. of value add. So I guess right now what you start doing is you start planning for that because yep. you have some predictability. Yep. Uh, you can almost predict uh, what the wells be like this year, next year, and the year after. So you start planning for, all right, it's just math at that point. That's right. Graph intersects. That's where we need to have our own processing facility. <laughs> yeah. Is that and a big CapEx number uh, processing facility? It's got to be a decent size CapEx. Yeah, it's it's decent size for sure. That's in the sort of the $40 million range. But well, that's uh, not bad. That's not bad. Oh, it's not. It's not a it's not an offensive number. And when you when you factor in the amount of cash that these wells fit off, those are going to pay back very quickly as well, uh, just on the margin. Uh, of, of the of the new price relative to the old price, but yeah, that's an easy decision if you're getting fifty, even a hundred percent higher price yeah. for the product at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly, and it it brings a fair bit more leverage too when you're able to produce in large volume, um, leverage over the eventual purchaser of the gas. Right, you're not you're not begging for a buyer. You you you're shopping. You know, it's, Andy, uh, congratulations, man. I mean, this is just, right. and I don't think the market really. I mean, the, the reaction has been great, but I still don't think the market really grasps. I agree. <laughs> uh, how big this is. At, at some point, given, uh, actually, I'll, I'll make this my last question. Yeah. At some point, given the fact that you can pretty accurately, you know, mathematically lay this out over the next couple of years, does it come a point where you guys put together an announcement and give guidance to the market and say, hey, oh, expect yeah. to put up this many wells times this way wells plus this? times the revenue and this is where we're going to be in the next couple of years. Yeah, certainly. We'll get to that point once we have, you know, wells online and we have the defined cash flow metrics locked in with our long-term offtake contracts. We'll certainly be able to do that. We're not there yet, but we're 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 heading down that direction. So, well, I can't wait to see those numbers. I know <laughs> a lot of people at home are going to be doing back of the napkin math. It gets fun when you start doing back of the napkin math on on the fine of this size. So, well, congratulations to you and the team. Obviously, Thank it's you. a it's a big team effort, and congratulations to all you guys. And this is just the beginning, but you know, you've 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 turned helium into a serious business in the small yeah. cap world. It's a serious business out there in the rest of the world, but most of us just didn't know it. And now you've yeah. turned into a very serious business for the small cap world. And for that, you know, that's that's great. Everybody, thanks you. No, no, I appreciate it. It's been it's been a fun a fun time getting to this point. Um, it, it took a long time to get people to understand there's an industry here and uh, people are getting it now. And, and when you can start relating it to things that people are using in their everyday life, be it, you know, just, uh, you know, an iPhone, uh, there's, there's healing involved in making those. There's no two ways about it. Well, it I give you that guys level. credit because this has been what, and the last time we spoke is a six year journey to get here. Yeah, we started in 2016. So we're, we're getting to that point. And, and the, my point of that is during that time, it's not just the time but you had to fight through the cannabis surge yep. and blockchain and crypto and yep. tech, fast moving, exciting, explosive technologies. And it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to say, hey, Mr. Banker, Mr. Financer, Mr. Investor, why don't you take a look at the future of helium? I mean, that's right. No, it's, it's true, but you know, we're, we're, we're prairie guys. We put our head down and get to work. Clearly, man. Yeah, we, we believe in what we're doing and, uh, and, and the proof is, is, is being shown now. I mean, uh, all, all the work we put in over those years is paying us back. So, 
You got it. Can't wait to have you back on because it sounds like you and I are going to have a busy summer together. So <laughs> sounds uh, that way. Yeah. Cherish this, enjoy this, and then uh, and then let's keep that prairie boy head down and and keep going. <laughs> sounds good, George. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Congratulations. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Andrew Davidson, he's CEO and chairman of Royal Helium. Trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the stock symbol RHC. For those of you, for those of you who are saying, "Hey, I don't know much about helium, let alone Royal Helium," well, let us help you with your due diligence. Part one: Get to the Agoracom Hub for Royal Helium. Take a look at the profile page. We've got everything there, neatly laid out for you to get a good, not thirty thousand, ten thousand foot view of the company. So you got a really good overview understanding the economics of the industry, understanding how Royal Helium is positioned. That's step one. Step two, you can connect from Agoracom or you can see it right there on Andy's screen, royalheliumltdlimited.com. Get over there, do a deeper dive due diligence. Listen, guys, this isn't opinions. This isn't theories. These are numbers that came back uh, from this press release yesterday. So now you got to decide. We can't tell you that, about that, but you got to decide what these numbers mean and what you think they'll mean going to the future. But by all means, do the due diligence. Don't say we didn't tell you 12 months from now. Have a great day. See you next time.